Hey listeners, Jackson here. Just wanted to give a brief explanation of what you're about to listen to. There's been a lot of ground to cover since we last recorded, and as a result, we ended up going unreasonably long this week. So what I decided to do is break it up into two episodes. The one you're about to listen to mainly covers the NHL's return to play plan and the hypothetical series the Canucks will play against the Minnesota Wild. In part two, we discuss the hockey community's response to BLM and the recent uprisings against police violence. Uh, the two topics are quite different, and um, in the end, it just felt inappropriate to put them together, especially given how long the episode would have been. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy your double shot of Roxy Fever this week. Let's go. What if I talk here? That's fine. What if I talk here? That's also fine. Not a big difference? No. Not, not a big difference. No, it's too bad. Not, it's starting to get a little bit quiet. Yeah. Hey, folks. Welcome to Roxy Fever. That's right. <laughs> I'm your host, Jackson McDonald. Oh, recording. Okay. With me out of always. <laughs> See, it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm Biasaran. God damn it. You're supposed to be annoyed by this, Bias. <laughs> so, oh, I'm curious what you're eating. Well, actually, now I can eat some of my... Like, uh, <laughs> Some no barbecue salmon. Hold on, what do we got here, guys? Just, just some barbecue, uh, some basmati rice. I'm eating. Um... <laughs> God damn it! I'm eating um, baked yams with uh, African oh, pulled beef and huh. feta. Um, here, just let me finish eating. Are we not doing the half hour of planning out the episode? No, nah, I I don't know. I don't think we really need to. I'm kind of going to shoot from the hip this week. Yeah, I didn't have that much left. I saved it specifically for when you got If you uh, wash it down. I am going to do that, actually. I have some uh, Soda Stream, um, which I know is a problematic uh, company. Um, How come there's no competitor to Soda Stream? Yeah, I was going to say, like... Yeah, that bugs the shit out of me, honestly. I'm all for BDS, but, like, we need to have an... There needs to be an alternative. Yeah, and there is none for Soda Stream. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, best one of the best per, or, uh, Christmas presents I've ever gotten. Because like I, I, I mean, initially it, it really helped me drink a lot more water. Uh, ever since the start of COVID, uh, it's been less um, that because I just kind of uh, use the syrups. <laughs> but yeah, no, it 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 sucks. It's a bummer. Use that, the syrups, Luke. That there's no that there's no. Um, like a uh, competitor for it or whatever, but no, I'm I'm fine with just shooting from. Well, I have a quick question for Elliot yeah. since yeah. this got me interested in drinks. Uh, so like, so I'm a mixologist now. Of course, yeah. Um, legit, it is one of the things that like I will watch YouTube videos. one hundred percent thinks a mixologist is a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. My favorite, my favorite thing to do with with Vias is just to come up with like what's the dumbest thing he could think that is. My favorite one is still the the guy blo- like uh, the guy blowing um, like smoke out of his nose or whatever emoji, like the huffy guy emoji. Right. And I was like, Vias thinks that's an old guy with mutton chops. <laughs> uh, a friend of the show, mm. well, just uh, Justin. Oh, okay, I want to yeah. talk about the context that he he delivered it in, but oh sure. right, I, I was gonna say <laughs> the exact same thing. Elliot, you can say it. I, I will start laughing too much. 
Oh god, he thought <laughs> maybe there was a chance Vios thought that the what was it? Oh, was it you finally realized that the DreamWorks logo is the moon? Actually, <laughs> actually it was even more twisted. Oh, like man. the thing is like the way you did it was the way that all these jokes go. Yeah. But the situation Justin was in, he was on a higher plane. And so his idea was what if Vios only knows the moon from the DreamWorks logo? From the DreamWorks logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's Which good. Is so much better. Yeah. It is so much better because it makes you imagine a world where they never see the moon. <laughs> yeah. Which I never thought about until just now. Oh, man. That's pretty good, yeah. But I brought it up because uh, I don't... So I, I've been making a few drinks. I have an old-fashioned here. Um, mm-hmm. I made some Negronis. I made some... Uh, Pim's cups and uh, tried a mojito the other day. Um, I love your... mojitos. Yeah, oh, they're really yeah, good. They're good. I'm a fan. Yeah, Elliot, what's your like drink of choice? Like, what do you really like making, and what do you? So wanna... I make a I make a lot of pisco sours, mm-hmm. um, which is like the same thing as like a whiskey sour, just the liquor is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're really tasty, and I drink a lot of them. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like late at night. When I'm like, okay, I need to get distracted. I can't watch a TV show. Even listening to podcasts, like, people still mention too much COVID stuff. And I'm like, I need to, like, escape this for a bit. And uh, I've randomly gotten into watching videos of mixology, like, people explaining stuff. And okay. it's the, it's it's so weird that it, it just takes me it just takes me out. And I watched some, like, half-hour video about the history of the old-fashioned. Uh, yeah. So... So that's my self care uh, for the last week. I'm I am uh, drinking alcohol right now, but I drink alcohol the way a teenager drinks alcohol. <laughs> I take right. uh, so so after a certain point, I, I like came back around to teenage alcohol drinking because um, I'm uh, a uh, very heavy and have a slow metabolism, and b I spent a few years almost certainly flirting with alcoholism so my tolerance is very high mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i basically realized that um mixing drinks was not a very efficient way for me to achieve yeah. um a a higher plane if you will yeah, um yeah, yeah so now i just take shots of sailor jerry's and then chase it with whatever uh like uh, not Sailor Jerry's beverages in my house, which today is um, a Soda Stream brand. Sir, what can I help you with? Do you have any Sailor Jerry's? And do you have any not Sailor Jerry's? <laughs> um, the two beverages. To, yeah, the, the two, two beverage beverages. genders. Yeah. Um, it's, it is truly the true beverage genders because what I'm chasing it with today is Soda Stream brand pink grape diet pink grapefruit soda. So, so you uh, buy yeah. a syrup that is pink grapefruit. Yeah, and then you make okay. it in the Soda Stream. Yeah. And just yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My parents have a soda stream, and it's like super convenient. It's just I don't want to buy one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could st- uh, maybe I'll like. Well, I guess I'm not allowed to say it. Maybe I'll just acquire one. You know. Yeah. No, but I, I don't have to buy yeah. the syrup. Yeah, I know. It's uh, well, well. You could. I mean, no, like, you can buy you can buy syrup that I think is not Soda Stream brand. Or you mm. could just make. You could I mean, also you theoretically could make your own. Yeah. Useless and yeah, make your own. Huh. Okay. It's, there it, it is. We figured it, out. We, like we are now a BDS podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, we all uh, we always were. <laughs> I feel like this is our third week in a row actually recording on like actually recording an episode a week, which I feel like at least for as long as I only have to work yeah. three days a week at my day job might actually be achievable, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, I have a job now rather than just school stress all day. So I can yeah. actually like compartmentalize my days and which is uh, cool. Yeah, which is much better. Yeah. Out like people are not going to bite on a cab spring unfortunately, but <laughs> Did you guys see the CBC That's so good. A cab spring. Wait, have you not have you not heard that one? Yet? No, that's really good. <laughs> have you guys seen my Twitter name? I thought it was good. Uh, a cab yeah, Markstrom. Yeah, a cab Markstrom. Wait, hold on. I'm look like give me a second. A cab Bernstrom. Oh yeah, I just got it. <laughs> oh Did it God. actually take you that long to get it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah real that's time. Funny. Uh, that's funny. Well, I'd seen it like all day, and I didn't, I didn't get it yet. Yeah, that's like, funny. I was like, is it something about? Is it something about his dick? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, first order of business, I guess, for the real show, which we have been, we've been. Putting off and bullshitting you. for the la- for the past for second hour. episode of the night. I don't know how much how much time uh, how much of it's going to get cut. But first order of business is just to talk about. I think the NHL's return to play plan, but more specifically, what it's going to mean for the Canucks. Um, just to sort of give a general overview of the details here, the NHL and the NHLPA have t- come to an agreement on. Assuming the NHL season does return, which is still hugely up in the air, it's going to. We know what it's going more like to be. More, uh, <clears throat> more like the end HL. Huh? <laughs> 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 um, the uh, no, the, we know what it's going to look like now. Assuming it does resume, and what it's right. going to look like. Is and this is the thing that we should have talked about on last week's episode, but instead we decided to uh, shoot the shit with Cody about a movie that came out four wanted years to watch ago. Some movies, yeah, I wanted to watch some movies. Yeah. That's really what I want to do is be on a movie podcast. But <laughs> alas, I was I was born to 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 take a different path. Um, no, uh, we know what it's going to look like, and what it's going to look like is only seven teams are going to miss the playoffs. Really, essentially. And we're going to have a five-game play-in round for the sort of bubble teams. And then some kind of round-robin to determine seeding for the top teams. i got to be honest with you. There's elements of this I still don't quite understand. I don't get that part. Um, There's elements of this that are Calvin Ball to me. Absolutely. No, the, 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 <laughs> the whole thing is Calvin ball, but that's actually a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah. really the, the central theme of the NHL's return to play plan is as is always the case with the NHL. We're making this up as we go along. Um, yeah. and we're not a serious league. Yeah. We are. We're, we're hiring the same consultants as the MLS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like actually worse, probably. Yeah. The people who designed our return to play plan are the same, same people who designed that app that they used for the Iowa caucus. Um, <laughs> it is as easy to understand as as the results. God, that feels <laughs> like really a funny. thousand years yeah. ago. <laughs> no, please. Yes, absolutely. Know, right? yeah. What would be really funny is like, 
the NHL offices are in New York. What if it's like really small? <laughs> like, what if it's not that big? Like, it's, it probably who is. are the other ten? Who are the other tenants of that building? Is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like who do they probably share a floor space with? You know what? Oh my What's god! What's the funniest <laughs> thing they could share offices with? <laughs> Mad Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would rock. Something like that. Anyways, basically, what it means for the Canucks is they're theoretically going to play the Minnesota Wild in a. Don't need to buy tickets to Game Six, boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that rocks. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird to be in a position to even think about hockey being a thing again. But I have to be honest: the prospect of playing the Minnesota Wild in a play-in series kind of excites me. It feels like it should be a lot of fun. Um, it it reminds me of like the 2003 th- series, and it like brings us back to the the sepia tone days of Roxy Fever uh, in all our minds. And like it, I, I was so happy to see that it was the Wild. Like I don't, I still kind of don't think that the playoffs are going to happen for some reason. But yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, it's uh, it's fun to go back to that because it's like yeah, they're they're a nothing team to me, but they're still like a nostalgic. Uh, I definitely remember the rival. whole like, Minnesota thinks they have a rivalry with the Canucks thing. Yes, that's a recurring yeah. theme. Yeah, uh, for yeah. some reason, apparently, if you talk to Minnesota Wild fans, they think we're their biggest rival. Yeah, I yeah. will never quite understand that. Um, it would I gotta be get amazing, this out there. Man, I'm just saying, please, yeah. no. As you were gonna say, uh, it would be amazing. Like, I'm just thinking, oh, what if we did win that series? Uh, I'm not gonna. Do the same take that Justin did. Like, oh, we were going to win the cup if we won that series. Sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, we were a pretty top-heavy team. Uh, like, we did not have the defense to that win that. team sucked. Sorry. Like, but, like, y- y- and like yeah. when you think about the de- that Devils team, like, or is it the uh, yeah it Devils. yeah yeah it was the Devils. Uh, like the Ducks and the Devils, right? That sounds right. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. What I was going to say is that we would have played Colorado in that next series. Could you imagine that? Like how much heavier that Colorado rivalry would have been? Yeah, no kidding. In the early 2000s, that's true. Because the year after was uh, Bertuzzi Moore. Yeah, that is the team uh, that I always think of when I think of like the West Coast Express's rival? biggest rival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, not even like outside of the Steve Moore stuff. Oh no, no, no. Way teams, before. No, that. that was that was a result of the rivalry. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That wasn't a random team that we were fighting. No, no. That was like the like. It was that whole division was Vancouver and Colorado. Absolutely. And I remember the Canucks yeah. like making the playoffs and getting smoked by the Avalanche. You know? That's like in like two thousand one. I believe so. I believe it was the year that they like squeaked into the playoffs when because Harold mm. Drugan scored that goal in the in in overtime to to clinch the playoff spot for them. That's like my kind of first mm. real Canucks memory where I remember like I was already a huge fan. By the time that that happened, but like that was my first real, like concrete memory. I remember not being allowed to stay up to watch the end of the game, and my dad like writing me a note for when I woke up in the morning Aww. with the uh, with the results of because three games had to go right. I don't know if you remember this, but the no, I don't. I the don't. Canucks had to beat the L.A. Kings, and then. Uh, San Jose, I think, had to lose to Phoenix, and then another game had to go the Canucks' way. And all three games went their way, and they made the playoffs. 
And Whoa. so I remember, I remember, no, I didn't know that. My dad explaining it to me and then leaving a note for me when I woke up in the morning so that I could look at it and being, being like, so cute. it's funny. I was, I was, I would have been like eight years old, seven or eight years old. And yeah. I was already, I had already completely absorbed the mindset of nothing good ever happens to the Canucks. <laughs> and so I was completely shocked that that three events independently went their way and they were able to make the playoffs. And then, of course, I got so invested in the fact that they were in the playoffs and I believe they got swept by the Avalanche. I, I have no desire to fact check this because it is only like... That's not the important part. That's not the important part. The important part is like my childhood memory of this. But, you know, ultimately, like... The West Coast Express team just wasn't that good, and people who no. um, people who like uh, are nostalgic for it need to recognize that, and and it's totally fine because like the fact that they weren't that good was why they rocked. Um, yeah. It's why everybody mm-hmm. has such fond memories of them because they were so much fun. But it was firewagon hockey. You had no idea what was going to exactly. happen each game. Yeah. They were they were every Canucks game was like they're in a win. Like basically every Canucks game ended like five or six three. And the question mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. which end of that they were going to be on. Mm-hmm. But there, there's some parallels, certainly, with this team. Because, like, it is... It's like, instead of Dan Cluche being the thing that is extremely worrisome, it's the, the bottom defense. six and the defense. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a very large part of the team. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's important more to remember of that the if the team loses, if the Cucks lose... <laughs> It's, it's exactly what we all expected, because history repeats itself. First time is tragedy, the second time is farce. Absolutely, <laughs> and it will be farce if they lose. Yeah. Um, the Most of the sort of, like, Vegas or, like, you know, gambling sites or whatever have the Canucks as the heavy favorites here. I've, I thought the gambling sites had them as, like, slight favorites. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But I do know that Money Puck, the sort of... Oh, okay. uh, analytics bent betting site has the wild as the heavy favorites like majorly heavy favorites because huh. uh ever since they fired boost boudreau they've they they went on a tear and and boost, there's boost a boudreau <laughs> they um and they whatever boost boudreau and they elliot boost <laughs> <laughs> and they um they basically the the way Money Puck does their predictions is based really heavily on recent games, which I guess apparently, based on my conversations that I've had with with sort of analytics savvy people, the best way to predict who's going to win a playoff series is just to look at record going into the playoffs. But the obvious problem with that to me is that you can basically throw every conventional wisdom about hockey out the window now because nobody knows anything. Nobody knows who's going to be in shape. Nobody knows who's going to be ready to actually play. Jake Vertanen weighs approximately 450 pounds right now. <laughs> like, um, I've talked to a couple of media people who are like... It sounds like an Ocean's Eleven. Like the exactly, yeah. Trying to get the gang back together. Um, Jake... What, sorry, what did you say, Elliot? Well, they're trying to get Elliot? the gang back together. I was... Literally, oh yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not worth it, be They're getting the gang back together. Um, Vertanen, I've heard from a couple media people that they think Vertanen, if we ever even get that far, is going to be a healthy scratch game one. 
but awesome. <laughs> uh, which will rock if that's, that's the case. That's gonna be, but that will be such like a like we're back into the media. Story. Absolutely, like, like I, oh, it's so a part good. of me really can't wait for. Like I do, kind of hope it happens. Just to like for me, the perfect end to this season is like we get a few games and then they have to stop it again. Yeah, that's, that's really yes, what I'm rooting for in my like. Um, total, because I'm a, just a complete pervert. I'm like, no, I want to see them try. I want to see the season start, and then I want to see it get canceled again. I, I think one of the leagues in Japan had yep. that happen, That's where like, gonna bring up players were isolated, the, and then somebody got COVID. Yeah. In the Japanese baseball league, they were playing empty oh. stadium games and stuff, and someone still got COVID. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems entirely possible. But I guess, like... What what would you guys be hoping for? Assuming that this does in fact happen, what's what what are what are your guys' expectations, hopes, dreams, etc.? I'm trying to separate out what I want, what I think is realistic, but I think it's realistic sure. to hope that the team wins that first round. Yeah, I think but it's I, realistic too. I don't think it's realistic that they win the next series. Probably not. So, like every game that they win in that second. Round first. Do we round? know how that would be bracketed out though? Like what are the so, seeding we could play? Yeah, they're as Elliot said, they are. They will be reseeding. This is going back to basically pre twenty fourteen playoff structure, where once the play in round is done, uh, the conferences will be reseeded over and over again mm-hmm. until the finals, which is uh, the better right. of the of the systems that we've seen, in my opinion, but. I think that because ultimately, like in terms of actual standings, the Canucks would not make the playoffs if we were going to go by regular rules, you know, and obviously like points percentage versus standings, two different things. But when the season ended, the Canucks were in ninth place. Yep. So, yeah. And uh, but I, I do think like I think something I said on Twitter, you know, what feels like a million years ago when this thing was announced was ultimately like, I do think you're a sicko if you're rooting for the Canucks to lose because of draft reasons. Yeah. Um, because like, first of all, oh, dude, draft like the, oh, you go, on, go on. Well, no, no, please. I, I, I hold that thought. Cause I want to hear from you, but like, fuck the Minnesota wild, man. I hate the Minnesota wild. Like I, it's, it's one of those things where it's They're like such a horrible team. Exactly. Like there are teams that I hate for our, for, like dumb emotional reasons like the Bruins or whatever, or like the Dallas Stars. We we, yeah. we got to get into this sometime, but I really fucking hate the I, Dallas Stars for like no particular I, reason. I Same. don't have that feeling. I'm so curious. That's interesting. That. Well, we can we can talk about it sometime. They're kind of a nothing team to me. It's honestly... I wonder because I just hate Mike Medano. Fair. I, he probably sucks. I, I Okay, I'll why, say but... this. Undeniably, the like the worst... Not the worst fans on our hockey, but just like the highest percentage of awful, awful fans on our hockey <laughs> were Dallas Stars fans. And I've always held it against them. Um, but interesting. I, and then there are teams that I hate for like ideological reasons, you know? Like, I really hate the Rangers now because they have Tony D'Angelo and, um, Brendan Lemieux and like all the MAGA guys. And then there right. are teams that, that have like especially, uh, terrible owners that I hate for ideological reasons, like the Vancouver Canucks. Instead, um, instead of rebuilding the Rangers, they should have a reconstruction. That's 
Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They 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 get they you know they get rid of all the like. The I get it. No, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I understood the joke. It just wasn't funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. It was uh, funny. And then there are teams like the Wild, and I think this is this is my deepest running hatred uh, in hockey since I got involved on the media side of things. There are teams I hate because I I hate them for. Uh, entertainment slash a- like analytics yeah. reasons, and and the Minnesota Wild to me are like I hate them maybe more than any other team because they are a team that refuses to have an identity. They they are just like <laughs> dedicated to constantly being in either eighth or ninth place every year, yeah. and yeah. I I do kind of think that no matter what you're you're rooting for here, like if you don't want the Canucks to beat the Minnesota wild and make the playoffs. Like the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Two, two things. Like <clears throat> for me, I, when there's expansion teams that don't do well, they're usually teams that are in areas where there's not a huge hockey base. I'm not going to say there's not, I'm not going to do those stupid jokes. Like, Oh, if the coyotes had five fans. Oh, yeah, no, that's, no, no. that's, I mean, sucks. like it's kind of fair to say that that was the case at the start, but what the coyotes have done really well is build hockey up in those areas. Yeah. since then. Exactly. Yeah. With Minnesota, it's it's frustrating to watch a team from a state that is like really into hockey. Like college hockey is college hockey, high school hockey, gigantic in Minnesota. If there are at should... least four, five Canadian provinces, territories where hockey is less popular than it is in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a great that's a great way yeah. to put it. Uh, so it's just frustrating to watch that, like an NHL team there, like maybe they're doing well financially, but like it's just stagnant, it's just a waste. Like I'm not saying the team should move, but like something's got to give. Yeah, like, some, like I have a real. There should be an ownership. Change. I have a real frustration with like cucked fan bases, and mm. one thing that I really hate is like ultimately people can make fun of the Coyotes and the Panthers or whatever, but like. Ultimately, I kind of think that if your fan base won't show up, if you suck, that's good. Yes. And uh, and something that frustrates the shit out of me is when you have a team like in Vancouver or in Minnesota or, you know, uh, certain certain areas in Canada where it's like the fans just show up no matter what. And it, the, sh- the fans show up no matter what, and the team takes advantage of it. Um, like, I respect... As much as I hate to say it, I respect the Leafs because they were like, oh, the fans will show up no matter what, so we should tank. Right? Like, right. like use it to your advantage. That's what Vancouver should do. Yeah, we did, know right? you're cocked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, I just, I can't countenance rooting for, first of all, it's just, you don't root for your team to lose, you know? Like, yeah, it's there's just, you do it when okay. your team sucks like when your team is truly truly bad you want them to tank i get that in 20 yeah. like in tw- like 2018 exactly canucks, absolutely. but but the current canucks team is fine it, i don't want to see pd lose no of course exactly. not i want to see him yeah. succeed i really like if he's in the ice i so want him to score yeah exactly of course it's you do. so it's so it's so weird because like i don't like so much of the team but when pd is on the ice i get so happy like i'm so excited for him yeah, I, yeah, no, and, and I want the team to win. So, so absolutely. Uh, the other part of it, 
with the draft thing that you brought up, I like the like the whole motivation to root for the team depending on the on draft position went out the window at the JT Miller trade for me. Thank you. Just, I I, I agree yeah, with you completely. Partially, I will but partially say because I'm too stupid to understand that trade. <laughs> for sure. You but you and about enough. 98% of Canucks fans, Vias. Let me and, tell you. Probably Jim and probably Jim Benning as well. Uh so I'm just like, "Hey, that doesn't matter to me anymore." Yeah, uh, the whole draft thing. Yeah. That that's Okay. And so well, it doesn't matter to me uh, whether to like, I'm not too motivated to root for the Canucks, but I don't have much motivation to root for them. To yeah, lose. no, I completely so, yeah, understand that. Well to to add some some context to that, the Canucks are giving up a first round pick either this year or next year. So I gotta write this down, man. So there's no reason to. The only reason to root for them to lose this year is out of some misguided sense that it's better for them to get a pick in this year's draft than next year's draft, which is like, that's complete, like, that that's magical thinking as far as I'm concerned because, like, I, I have dipped my toes in being a draft person, you know? Like, I've, there have been years where I've known a lot about drafts. There's been years like this year where I know almost next, where I know almost nothing, basically. But, Ultimately, like JD is like that every year. <laughs> uh, the difference between this year's draft and next year's draft, as deep as this draft is supposed to be, if the difference for the Canucks is going to be like three slots, let's say theoretically, it it doesn't fucking matter. Like, there's no draft that is so deep that securing a pick in the top twenty is better than securing a pick in the top ten. You know, so like ultimately the best thing for the Canucks to do would be to make the playoffs this year, guarantee, like lock in that cost certainty. And then in 2020, it doesn't matter what happens. They'll get their first round pick, you know? Um, And then the second reason why I just think it's weird to root against the Canucks is because I think at this point, you really have to be honest with yourself about what is going to get Jim Benning and John Weisbrod fired. And I got to be honest with you. If you think losing is enough, I got to be, I got to like ask what you've been smoking the last four years, and especially losing in like this situation. Exactly. Like, cause this is such a weird situation that like, how do you, even if you're insane, like Aquilini, like how do you justify firing someone for this season? Yeah. The success of, or the perceived success of the JT Miller trade and COVID bought Jim Benning and John Weisbrod another year. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens. They could get swept by the wild and it doesn't matter. They, people will find excuses. They'll find, they'll, they'll blame or they'll, they'll blame for exactly like they'll, they'll, they'll blame anyone but management for some reason. I don't know when that happened in Vancouver, but also, by the way, when you were talking about like him showing up like 200, yeah. or whatever, 
and like sort and i was thinking about like what if there's some journalist and they had a source on vertanen and it was just vertanen's mom <laughs> and it was just like a very polite text chain where you're just like oh what did jake eat today <laughs> and she's like oh he ate uh you know he ate this and this god man and then he just uses it to extrapolate him being fat i have heard some stories about <laughs> his Uh-oh. summer like his oh, his okay. summer between yeah. like the first uh, okay so you know the summer where so he made the team in 2015 and 16 (laughs) right and i know that he got an apartment in vancouver and then in 2016 17 he played most of the season in utica right like you guys remember that how it was like basically they kept him in the nhl because they couldn't send him to utica and then as soon as they could send him to utica he spent like 60 games there right and so mm-hmm. I have heard stories about that summer that are just like the most like if just picture like an Abbotsford guy. Yeah. And and it's just like You've heard of Florida man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wait till you wait till you've heard of Abbotsford Yeah, teams. Exactly. Um That's <laughs> the evolution of Florida. I like I without getting too specific, there is Elliot knows a no, lot know talking about. of um a lot of uses of the words ecstasy and cactus club. And I'll just leave it at that. Like, yes. Jake Bertanen's blood is half believed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like whatever you could make up about him that summer might as well have been true. Oh, to be, uh, Elliot, how many, how many of these guys did you know growing up? I didn't know any of them, but my brother and his friends did know Stefan Bertanen. Okay, so, like so the word, the name Stefan Vertanen just sounds like a much shittier version of Jake. hundred percent. I don't want to say that because I'm really short. Sure, he's fine in real life. I'm sure. Yeah, My from bad. what Sorry, I've heard, he's... actually, but yeah. like, uh, yeah. The only thing I, my I've brother's heard friends said about him that was negative ever was like, oh, he gets mad if you say Vertanen was like a bad traffic or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but why would someone don't say that to someone? Yeah, no. Yeah, don't. That, that is a weird. Brother. That is a weird thing where like I would never do. So no, weird. like it's it's like people. Um, the the only thing I auto block pe- people for on Twitter is is snitch tagging. Yeah, because like I do legitimately believe, like as somebody who has people uh, shit talk them on Twitter all the time, I I don't want to see it, and also like I don't judge those people for doing it. Yeah, like it's just normal. If there is a public figure and you have opinions on them, you should be able to express whatever opinions you but want. they should about also them. not have to read it. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, it, it's cruel to to make Stefan Vertanen read takes about why his brother was a bad draft pick. That's, yeah. um, that's like, that's, that's unnecessary. I, I've never... And I don't think that was something that they were doing. I think it was just something that they had seen. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I was just thinking, like, for all the shit that, like, I give Benning, blah, 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 I don't know if I would ever like. Okay, Aquilinis is another thing. I think they would make my blood boil if I saw absolutely because it wouldn't. It wouldn't just be about okay. Economics. It'd be about a lot. Hold more that, that thought because I have to tell you a story. Oh, uh, I, I, it was just a quick yeah. thought. Please, if I saw Benning in like a mall or something, I'd probably be yeah. really nice to him, and I would never say anything I don't bad. Think to him. If he's I met, malicious, I just don't think he's good enough for the job. Like, yeah, like yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. good at this job. But like, am I good at my job? You know, like, like I don't judge people for being not, not good at their job. Like, if I met 
virtually any Canucks player, I would be nice to them. Yeah. Because it's yes. just, it's, yeah. it's, th- those are two separate things. Like, and this is a thing that, like, I think people constantly struggle with with me as a, as a personality is that when you meet me in person, I'm generally like exceedingly nice and polite because Jackson's super nice. That's in person, the, yeah. that's what you do when you meet people. Like it, it's not, Jackson's never been mean to me or just like, even like he's, he hasn't even come close to the ribbing he does in the show when we're just hanging out in person. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. You're a wonderful person. Vyas. I would never do that. I only rib you because it's funny. Um, it's, I do it all for the content. Um, and the, 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 it's the same thing with hockey stuff, right? Like if I met mo almost every hockey player, save for like maybe Adam Gaudet, who I might like <laughs> rib slightly. <laughs> I um, was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, they're just guys trying to do their job. Like I, I don't, I would never bother them. I would never say anything mean to them because it's like, it's a sort of a breach of the social contract, but at the same time, if you are a commentator or a journalist or whatever, it is your job to be as critical as you possibly can be, yeah. right? But I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna tell a story, um, and I may have told you guys this story before. I may have even told it on the show before, but um, I'm inebriated, so I'm gonna tell it again. Um, I've only Where, where's been ebri- where's ebriated? Who's that? That's good. That's almost too. That's almost uh, too close to believable to be funny, but. <laughs> um North Island baby ebriated. Um the so I've only ever been to two Canucks games ever. Mm-hmm. Uh the first Canucks game I went to in 0506 Rafi it was uh the Canucks versus the Oilers and Rafi Torres scored the game winner in the shootout. Um for the Oilers, not for the Canucks. Yep. Um yep. and uh and then I went to a Canucks Predators game in like 2017, I want to say. Yeah. And so, and I think it was the game where Daniel finally hit a thousand points. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. anyways, um, so I, I went to go get like a fucking paralyzer from a booth or something, some, something food or a drink or something. And I hit the wrong button on an elevator and I accidentally ended up on the floor that is specifically reserved for, like, VIP. And I didn't know that. I guess I just accidentally hit the, the wrong the wrong button or whatever. And I'm just, like, chilling, hanging out in the elevator, expecting for the door to open and to, you know, see the the concourse and be able to go buy popcorn or whatever it was that I wanted to buy. And instead the door opens and I just stare Francesco Aquilini right in the eyes because he's just like standing there. And, um, I was completely fucking dumbfounded and some security (laughs) guard just like looked at me and went like, I think you're on the wrong floor. And I was like, I also think that. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know what I would do. I'd be, I'd be like in that situation. I wouldn't know what to do. It was really weird. It was really weird because it was like he looked at me and I looked at him, and it was this weird, strange moment where I could just tell that we both hated each other. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it was this weird. Like like it was just like you. Like he was just mad that he was seeing somebody he wasn't supposed to see, and I was like, oh my god, it's you. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, 
I, I, I like remember it very vividly, which is rare for me because I don't remember most things. But regardless, I think the next item on the agenda is welcome to Roxy Fever. <laughs> Um, more obviously, like... Sorry, has the episode started? Yeah, it yeah. started. It started from the yeah, very yeah, yeah. beginning. I'm going to cut yeah. cut huge chunks of it out, but... Okay, okay, no, okay, okay. The, the obvious next item on the agenda is that, like, this isn't going to happen, right? Like... The playoffs. This is all just, uh, Mind Palace stuff, right? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't see... There, there's no way the Stanley Cup is awarded this season, right? I yeah, don't think I, so. I just don't see it. Well, what's the plan now? Like the fact that they're going to do like full seven game series, uh, or best of seven game series, like for most of them for like, two or three rounds, as far as I saw. Oh yeah, um, for no, every this round, is after the play in round. Yeah, the play in round constitutes the end. Basically, is going to sub in the end of the regular season. And then, it's and yeah. then the regular there playoffs. are going to be four seven game rounds. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that, man. <laughs> no, they should have figured out a way to. To, to, to like finish this as quickly as possible. I don't they, see it lasting yeah. that long. Like I just don't. Something's gonna ha- like someone's gonna get sick and it's not gonna happen. Somebody's gonna get sick. Ugh. Not to mention um, like two, half two, the hub cities long. are on fire right now. Yeah, it can't be in the states. It just won't be in the states. And I don't believe. That. And Canada has way stricter rules around. Yeah. What like the as soon as we decide on a hub city in Canada, everybody's going to have to travel there and then quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. 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 It, it, it just all seems very hypothetical to me. And um, I also haven't seen Horgan do any big pitches again, like talking about, oh, I want to be a hub. I want well, because- Vancouver to be a hub city. Like we just haven't seen that kind of advocacy and lo- lobbying coming from BC yet. No, because yeah, I think, I don't think, I think ultimately to. like the rules are the rules. Yeah, from exactly. coming coming well coming from the health minister, and I think that maybe there's some cooler heads in the BC government who are like, this is probably not worth <laughs> trying to to move the goalposts for. I also think, but like, also like, what would you even get? Like, no, there's no advantage in it for anyone because there's no money to be made. Exactly. Like, right? I mean, unless like, the league pays you for it, but then yeah, that's it. But even then. Yeah, league won't have like. Will the league like be willing to give that money up for right. it? Probably exactly. not. Like, the NDP uh, government here in BC too has already nixed like multiple sporting events. Like, wasn't the World Cup gonna? They thought about having the World Cup yep. here, and then we we nixed it. Like, the I don't know. No, World the Cup? men. It's like a combination bid for the men's. Oh World Cup. yeah, that weird thing. Yeah. So oh, that was one of those stupid Twitter fights. I remember that. It was a huge. Matsakaris was very passionately mad. The stupidest that. thing with that was that there was four Canadian cities in the running, and Canada would only play three games. So it was like, okay, we're gonna do this, and not even get a Canada game. Yeah, exactly. Um, it all feels very like. Obviously, we all have issues with the BC government. Don't want to um, say anything too nice about them, but they are at at the very least, like, capable of being held to a standard. And for that reason, I find it kind of hard to believe that they would really stick their necks out Yeah, to have the NHL come here. BC like, is the still NHL... stuck in the 1990s of believing in norms. Let's yeah, just say exactly. That. Yeah. You know? BC, BC is, like, one of the last true liberal states. Yeah. Right? Like, it, yeah. it's not... Um, 
Canada is is really stuck in liberal mindset specifically. Um, and so yeah, no, I, I just don't really see it happening. And so the the last thing I want to address here, which is something <laughs> that I popped off about on the Twitter account, is like there's also some very very obvious labor issues here. Um, less with the players who have a lot of representation, have a lot of power, have a vested interest in the season continuing because of how HRR works. But the team staff, the coaches, etc., really have zero interest in the season returning. And it puts a lot of them at very serious risk. And something that has frustrated me in the discourse around this is that like people act like as long as you don't die yeah getting the disease is not a big deal and the metaphor i keep using is like i will survive getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> but i don't want to get kicked in the nuts still yeah that's people who have had this have had like strokes lung scarring uh permanent issues with or maybe not permanent but like well, yeah. long term issues with a, a variety of different things like it really sucks to get covid blood, blood clotting blood clotting yeah exactly yeah. like it the really really sucks to get this COVID. whole thing man there's a lot of like there was a lot more talk about what it meant to get covid yeah there was a lot more talk about the risk uh and i was justifiably extremely freaked out about the possibilities Sam, what it could do to one member of my family yeah what it could do to me i was very scared and it just feels like we've stopped talking about that part of it and it's just there's something going on in the world uh let's have some precautions to stay away from it but you know uh you should still be able to go outside you should still be able to like hang out with your friends it's like but we were treating this as like an extremely deadly thing a few weeks ago or like months ago at this point. Yeah. And we've just kind of like there's a sense that we've just forgotten about it. And I don't I don't and that doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me either. And I think that it is potentially illustrative of a larger issue in our culture, in our media culture of being able to accept things far too quickly. Please explain. Something that has definitely been a theme over the past, basically this year, um, but specifically the, the last few months, is just like how quickly things can change, how quickly the paradigm can shift, and everyone will just be okay with it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like I saw that in politics for sure. Like how quickly Joe Biden just became, oh, I guess this is our candidate. I guess this is our guy. <laughs> For example. Yeah. 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 Um, I think this segues fairly nicely into what we are probably going to spend the back half of the episode talking about. But uh, before I do that, I just want to quickly take a pause, mix another drink, and use the washroom. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do Can that. Can we do our intro? <laughs> what intro? Have we done an intro yeah. for the show yet? Yeah, I did an intro. Oh, was like yeah, I, I introduced myself and you guys did, but I was eating. Remember? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was like a total joke. <laughs> well, I mean, right. it was, but I'm leaving it in. So yeah. Okay. I'll be. Uh, I'll be like five minutes.
All right, folks, thanks for listening. That's the end of part one. Stay tuned for part two, where we discuss how the hockey community has responded to the protests that have arisen in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd.